Hello and welcome to another episode. Today's one's going to be a little bit different uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, I'm recovering from being a little bit sick. So I'm, my brain is mostly back, but not 100% back. Um, and secondly, because it's a totally different topic to what I normally cover. Um, so obviously, normally we're looking at design uh, tips and how you can do really great designs for your own business. But today I want to, I guess, step aside a little bit and well, not step aside a little bit, step more into it <laughs> and give you a little bit of an insight into to my life as a business owner and a mum and how I'm finding that. So um, I'm just going to be really unscripted. I haven't really planned much at all, but I've got some questions I want to cover that people ask me via Instagram. And yeah, I thought we could just get into something a little bit different. So let's do it. Welcome to Design Hacks for DIYers. I'm your host, Jackie Norton, creator of DIY Design My Biz. And I'm here to help you take on making your own business graphics. Why? Because I believe that all businesses deserve to look amazing, attract their dream client, and to communicate their value, even if they don't have the budget for a great designer just yet. I've been working with incredible businesses for years as their trusted graphic designer, but now it's time to flip the tables. I want to share with you my pro design hacks so that you can confidently build your own beautiful visual brand and graphics. Let's do this. Yay, so let's dive in. You can tell that I'm talking a little bit slower uh, than usual, which is probably quite a relief for most of you. Um, but so today, I guess, as I said, I asked a, a question in my Instagram recently of just saying, what are some questions you'd like me to answer about motherhood and running a business? And so if you don't know me much, then I wanted to give you a little bit of context into life so far in terms of I currently have a 17 and a half month old. So she's going to be a year and a half in just a couple of weeks, which is really exciting and a little bit like, what? I have a one and a half year old. Um, but obviously, since I last probably kind of probably referenced her and motherhood in the podcast, which I have done another episode on, um, obviously life has changed a little bit since then. She's grown older. Uh, my schedule has changed. Um, and I wanted to give you a bit of an update and just share what things are like because running a business and being a mum is a whole thing. <laughs> it's it's definitely changed a lot. Um, and so as a kid growing up, I always wanted to be a mum and I often thought about being a business owner. I, I as a kid, I, I, I ran, you know, you know, those, those kids that are kind of just always trying new things to make money. I had a little card business. I tried to sell rocks. I tried to sell earrings. I've made a little eBay store. Um, I did lots of different things and I really, I really enjoyed that process. I loved thinking about how to sell things. I loved creating things. And then eventually I went to uni and started my own business doing graphic design and obviously then transferred that into now what it is today where I work a lot coaching business owners on how they can do their own graphics. And and so I always knew that I wanted to run a business. I did have a brief period in I think year 11 when I was studying business management as a subject and I was just like, nah, mate, this is way too hard. I don't want to do this. I don't, I, this sounds way too complicated. I don't want to know what I'm doing. I'm never going to run my own business. Um, but as soon as I left uni, I went and did exactly that. I went and started my own business. So Apparently, I just want to do that. I just, I loved the idea of a running, of, of having the control over my life and my time and my flexibility around that, which is obviously you don't get when you're a parent so much. But um, the fact that like next week or actually while you're listening to this, I'm currently away in Queensland because I'm able to just duck away and take my work with me or, t or duck away and not work at all. I think I will be doing a little bit of work because I didn't plan it that far in advance. But it's just the fact that I get to, to do those things and we get to, to continue having having a lot of fun. And some people really thrive on that nine to five. And to be honest, sometimes I kind of wish I had that. I wish that I could just switch off and get 
to work and like just go to work and then come home and do life at home. But um, I think I prefer the benefits of working for myself over the benefits of working for someone else. But I'd love to know, feel free to send me an immense message on Instagram, I guess, letting me know why you decided that running your own business was a, was the thing for you. Like some people it's, they like the freedom and control. Like I do other people, it's um, the only way to do what they love. Other people, it's the only way um, that they know to actually like work in the sphere that they, they are working in because they, they created something that didn't exist beforehand and they couldn't even work for someone doing it. There's so many, so many, so many reasons. But growing up, I always thought I want to work myself because I wanted to have that flexibility and I wanted to have a family and run a business. I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know where this idea came from. My mum, my mum helped run a business. She was a, a partner in a big accounting firm, um, and I, f- I, I think I saw her running a business. And I've done a, an episode with her before. If you'd like to go back and have a listen to that, but I don't know that that was. I don't, I don't think that. Like she still had that classic nine to five and like it, just because she was one of the bosses didn't mean that she had a, a flexible work from home job like myself. So I'm not really sure where I got this idea of working for myself from, but I just always love the idea of being able to be a mum and being able to have a job and being able to, to, to work from home and be a mum. Um, that always just sounded so appealing to me. And so as I grew up and as I went to uni and as I started my own business, it was always in the back of my mind that one day, yeah, I really want to run my own business and I want to, I want to keep running my own business, but I wanted to keep doing that as I have a family. Um, and so a year and a half ago, <laughs> I had little Marley in December, 2022, 2020, we're in 2022 now, December, 2020, and everything kind of shifted. But Obviously, working up towards that, we were intending to get pregnant. And so I'd started to put some things in place in my business that would hopefully help me to have a business that was more sustainable as a parent. Obviously, as a graphic designer, I had... I was exchanging was what I what we call exchanging time for money, and so every hour I worked, literally, I got paid to the minute, um, because as I worked for different clients, I timed I timed my time, and I would put on their invoice. I worked for two hours and twenty minutes today, so you can pay me whatever that equates to in my hourly rate, and that was really great, and I I enjoyed that work, but it wasn't sustainable in terms of growing a family because at the moment, I literally only have ten. Five, five to 10 hours a week um, to work with. And that's not so sustainable, only getting paid for a maximum of 10 hours a week in terms of my hourly rate. Um, and so... And so I had to work out a way to make that more sustainable. And that was that was part of the reason that I ended up flipping my business and changing it to more of a coaching model where I now help business owners do design. Now, obviously, I also, my other reason was because my other two reasons is two, one, I love doing the work and two, I love helping those business owners create their own graphics. So there was that reason to it as well, but be able, being able to, to, to create something that was less, that was, that was more effort put in at the start and then would pay me back, um, while I was not working was really important to me to have that, being able to run my own business and work from home. So I ended up creating a course called DIY Design My Biz where people can can join that course. They get a little bit of support from me inside a Facebook group and they get access to online content and lots of learning programs, um, learning programs, that's not the right word, learning stuff, (laughs) videos and worksheets and all the fun things that they can go through this program. But it meant that people could buy the program and I didn't have to be exchanging hours for them to be a part of that program. I could promote the program. I could show up and help them inside our Facebook group and give them support, but it wasn't a legit 
like hour by hour swap for my time for money. And so that really helped me start to get set up for running my own business. But obviously, (laughs) things sound a lot easier on paper than they do in real life. And things don't just sell themselves. And so my course it sold really, really well, especially the first launch or two because I was launching it live and I was presenting the content live. But now I've set it up as what's called an evergreen thing. So it means that people can join at any time at all and they can go through the content. I've set, I've sat down and I've recorded really beautiful professional videos. People can just step through at their own time. They don't have to be there with me live for the live calls. Um, and so that's really great and stuff. <laughs> but the course doesn't just sell itself. And so there's also an element now that I have to add into my time where I'm promoting this course. How can I get people to join the program? If you listen to a podcast I was on recently uh, with Trish from the Chromatical Club, uh, it's called, the podcast is called Heck, Heck Yes to Marketing. Um, I, I chatted with her quite um honestly around how tricky I found it sometimes to get people into my program, how hard it's been to get momentum um, as I'm not live launching and with a very limited time that I have to invest into it. And because marketing and business is such a whole other kettle of fish, it's it's a big thing. And I found that really tricky. Um, I found that really tricky to do and to give my time to. But at the same time, I absolutely love it. I love marketing. I love I love thinking about business. I love thinking about how I can promote something and how I can get it in front of more people and how I can help more people. And so that's, I guess, the other side of it. But anyway, I'm going on a, on a tangent. I guess my point being is that it's not just a magical, yeah, I'll make an evergreen course and now money will just flow into my arms. <laughs> There's a lot of work that goes into it as well. Um, it has been worthwhile doing, absolutely. And I've loved the women I've been able to help. But it's also it's also tricky, if I'm being honest with you. It's tricky to find the time to invest into it. It's tricky to find the, the momentum to push into it. Um, but it makes it worthwhile with the people that, that are still coming in and the people that are in it right now. I can see their results and it makes me really, it makes it really worthwhile. So it's going really well. It's just, it's a, I guess it's just, a thing, you know, everything's a thing. Nothing's just so straightforward. And I guess I just want to put that forward just so you don't think, oh, I'm going to be like Jackie and start an evergreen course and then I can just be a mum and never have to work. It's not like that. <laughs> anyway, so I guess I'm just giving you a bit of context to my business so I can get into these questions. Um, and so I also have a coaching program called the Co-Creation Club where I launch that a couple times a year. I've just finished doing that now. And I, I coach women on a more, it's it's more live than the DIY design my business where I can coach people each week um, and give them really quite hands-on support. Um, and that's really great because that now becomes most of my time spent actually working in design is spent with them. Um, and so I show up with them um, each day and, I, and I, I coach them and I give them help and I edit their designs for them and I do all this stuff with them. Um, and that like that's that's a lot more time intensive but it's also so rewarding and it is actually and it is a higher hourly paid rate than my just flat design work and so it works quite well in terms of I get to help people and I get to do this work but I also I'm I'm still exchange I'm still I'm I'm it's a kind of a mix between exchanging hours for money and and an evergreen kind of program because I'm still exchanging hours for money but it's a lot they also get access to DIY it's on my biz so it's kind of a little bit of both this is so hard to explain um, and then the other element of my work is retainer clients so I have two retainer clients that I work with on an ongoing basis I don't take on any new clients because just those two retainer clients keeps me well busy um, and I enjoy working with both of them and so between those two clients and DIY Design Biz and the Co-Creation Club, that's probably the, the majority of my work um, that I spend doing day to day other than recording this podcast and doing marketing and emails and all the other fun things. And so it does, it is so tricky to fit work in around life. I'm finding it like, I think in the early days of being a mum, it was a different, it was different because one, she was so little, so 
it just felt natural to be spending a lot of time with her. But as she's grown up, I'm like, oh, I kind of, you can play by yourself. Could you please just go play by yourself and it might be okay. But, and in the early days, her routine was changing up so much. I couldn't really sit, sit and the, the, like one day she'd like for, for the first couple, couple of months, she'd be sleeping, have many naps a day and then it change, it would change again. And then her nap time would change again. Then her nap time would change again. Whereas now we're onto one nap a day. So it's totally, it's, it's, it's actually been quite consistent for a little while now and should be for a little while longer. Um, if she keeps on doing, doing the thing that most babies do until at least two years old, fingers crossed. Um, and, and so it means that I've now got a little bit of consistency and you'd think that that would make life easier, but I'm telling you it does not really. Um, thankfully, at the moment, my days look like Mondays, I work a little bit during her nap time. Tuesdays, she goes to my parents' house and she hangs with them from around two o'clock to maybe three thirty four ish um, which is the school hours time. And I'm now really realizing how short the school hours time is for all of your parents that have school age kids and work in those school hours. I used to think, oh yeah, that's really great. They can just work all the school hours. But I realize how short that time is. Plus in that time, you've got to get done all the other things of life, like the washing and the dishes and the cleaning and the errands and the all the other things. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not at that stage yet, but I still find it tricky with my parents and the babysitting for most of the day, not like nine to five or eight to five kind of thing. So I do get to work most of that day. But to be honest, that day usually just ends up being filled with calls, like whether it's coaching calls, whether it's um, meetings, whether it's podcast recordings and all those different things. So the day actually disappears really, really quickly and I don't usually get that much actual work done. Um, and then you go to Wednesdays and I'm trying to have that as my day off because I got a play group in the mornings and try just to get some stuff done around the house on the afternoons. Um, and then Thursdays, is again, we're just back to Thursday, Fridays, so we're just back to working in our nap times. And what that means is I don't actually, I feel so overrun by the house, like uh, cleaning and cooking is not so bad. I'm not, I'm kind of enjoying that at the moment. Cleaning, cleaning, it's just cleaning friends. And like I could get a cleaner, but it's still just the, dish, the everyday dishes or the everyday tidying that's getting me bogged, you know, not even like the overall bigger cleaning. It's a whole thing. Anyway, that's a, an insight into my life right now. I'm sure I'm sure I'm not alone in that, but that's just that's just what it is. And so I feel like because when she's napping is obviously the best time to be doing cleaning and whatnot, but when she's napping is the only time I get to work. And so I just want to do that. I just want to work. I just want to get the little bits done and get stuff out there and record the podcast and make the social media posts and think about the next launch strategy and all the different things. And that's not even just keep giving things updated. Like I should update my website or I should update some some elements inside my course or I should update this or I should update that. It's all just, it's all a thing, you know. Um, anyway, so just nap times. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what? She's playing happily. I'll just pull out my computer and I'll try to work on the dining room table just for a minute. But then she always senses it. She senses when I start working and then then I just sit down at the computer and next minute she's up and moving again or I'm distracted because I'm like, oh, she's playing. I'll just quickly do something different on my computer for a second and now then she wants my attention again. Oop, I hear a noise. That's a really weird noise. I'm sorry. I don't really usually edit my podcast, so I'm just listening, <laughs> listening for a random noise outside. But it's just I think someone doing some mowing next door. So I think we're all good. I'm just going to keep that in there so you get to hear normal everyday life. Any hoozles. Sorry, I guess. So that's just setting up my week. So it's pretty much just working during the nap times on Mondays, Thursdays and Fridays, days off on on Wednesdays um, and then working on Tuesdays. But what happens on Tuesdays? Gee, I get in my head. Like I just sit down. I sit down and like I get home from dropping Marley off or I get my dad, my dad comes and picks her up and I sit down at my computer. I'm like, cool. 
got the whole day ahead of me. I just feel so much pressure to get like two weeks worth of work done in one day. And I like rarely ever finish my to-do list and it just feels so overwhelming. Um, Sometimes I get better than others, but it's just a lot of pressure to put on one day a week. Um, Just keeping it real for you. (laughs) I feel like this podcast is just turning out to be one large event, but I guess I just wanted to let you know how it feels sometimes. Um, And obviously today I'm on the on the recovering from sick side and I'm a little bit exhausted. So you're probably getting an even more real raw side than you probably usually would. Um, But I hope it's comforting. And if it's not, if it's just a bit of a downer, then feel free to just to pause this episode and move to a different one. Um, But I guess I just wanted to share what it feels like and and what, what, what my current reality is. But at the same time, friends, gee, I love it. I love being a mom. I love Marley. I love um, the fact that I get to run my own business and work with such incredible people and have her at the same time. And like, like the the, the pros the pros far outweigh the cons. Like I can't emphasize that enough. But that doesn't mean it doesn't get tricky and it doesn't get challenging. And like each different stage is different. And I'm going to keep working on it as as Marley grows and as we have more kids potentially one day. And like it's just going to keep on changing. I don't know how people with multiple kids do it or multiple kids. Some at school, some are babies, and you've got a whole house to manage, let alone your business. It's 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 a. I'm clapping. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Um, it's it's incredible. But each we each have our own story, and I know that uh, before I was a mum, for those of you that aren't parents, it's still it's still tricky. You've still got other things to balance, and you've still got other things that fill your life. And um, I think you know what this is a separate epiphany. I've been thinking this week. I think we always find things to worry about. Even when life is good, we'll always find things to worry about. And when life is quite tr- challenging, we just find the next thing to worry about. And then when that thing gets solved, we find the next thing to worry about. We're always finding things to worry about. It's always like, I don't know about you, but I've always got something in the back of my mind that I'm just got as a thing like, oh, I need to deal with that or I need to fix that or I need to solve that problem. Like there's always just something there. And like if I had, if something bigger comes up, that becomes a new worry and I totally forget about the old worry. It's like that old worry wasn't even that important. I just needed something to worry about. I'm not sure if that resonates with anyone. If it does, please, please send me a message on Instagram because it's an epiphany I've had this week and I'm really quite interested to know if it's just me or other people or if you've noticed it before. Any whoozles. I'm going to go to the questions now that I got something on Instagram because I have been yapping away for 18 minutes so far um, and I didn't expect it to go this long. So first question is, how do you stay so fabulous? with the little emoji, with the little girl kind of holding her hair up. Um, this, I'm going to be honest, this, this was one from one of my best, but <laughs> this was from one of my best friends. So I'm going to, I'm going to still answer it. Um, and I don't know what she's specifically referring to, but I'm going to, I'm going to take it on it. I'm taking it. Gonna, <laughs> oh, the tongue twisters. I used to have a stutter as a kid um, and I mostly overcame it, but sometimes it comes back in, in whatever that was. Um, any hoozles. How do you stay so fabulous? So I'm going to bring this on a different tangent in terms of, um, I think the pressure that we have to look good and fancy pants, especially online. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I show up in two ways. One, totally barefaced with makeup, without makeup, um, and just in my comfies. Um, and two, full face of makeup and in some really nice fancy clothes and looking really posh. Um, posh is probably the wrong word. Slightly put together. Um, and I love both of those versions of Jackie um, and I think I want to normalize it more. I think some people either feel the pressure to always look good or feel the pressure that they just look like a slob so they just always look like a slob, which is fine. Like, oh, I need to say this. If you like looking like a slob and that's fine, like that's fine. Like I get that because most of, most of my first year of motherhood, I didn't put any effort in because I couldn't and I didn't want to and I didn't care. Um, but sometimes I do want to and it's really fun. But I also just want to touch on, I had a, a lady um, mention to the other day, she's like, Jackie, you don't really wear makeup much, do you? And I was like, no. No, I don't really. I wear it maybe once a week max, 
if that. Um, some weeks I'll wear it a few days a week and some weeks I won't wear it for a month or some months I won't wear it for a month. Um, and and she was she was admiring that because that was something that she kind of wanted to feel comfortable with. And it brought me back to when, like I didn't always feel comfortable without makeup. I, 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 I always used to always wear mascara and often covered covered like at least a bare face like a, a, a not a bare face a a light face of makeup and it, it, it all shifted for me one day when I was like you know what Jackie you need to I want I want to be confident in what I look like just as just as how God created me like just in my beautiful face as it is and I ended up I went I went to um a, a group of I caught up with a group of friends one evening at a, at a at my church small group and I walked in and I was like all right I'm not gonna wear makeup and so I was so nervous. I felt so ugly. Like literally I felt so ugly when I don't, when I didn't wear makeup, I felt like my eyes were bulging out of my head. And then I looked really weird and male-ish like, like a boy. And I didn't, I didn't think I looked pretty at all. I thought I looked ugly. So I, I tried to overcompensate. I didn't wear the makeup, but I, I put on like a, a florally headband and I tried to, I did my, I did my hair nice and I put on some nice-ish clothes because I just felt so ugly if I did nothing. And I rocked up to my small group and I, someone almost instantly as I walked in said, oh, Jackie, you look nice. That was it. And I, th- I I literally thought to my in, t- in my head, you're joking. You're taking the mickey. That's really mean. Um, obviously, I don't look pretty. Why would you say that? Like that was how unconfident I felt in my skin. That was how uncomfortable uncomf- I felt as myself and as my bare face without any makeup on. And I realized that the person that said that, they weren't joking. They were legit being serious. They thought I looked fine. And like I did, I wasn't going out there trying to look like a million bucks. I just wanted to be a normal person. And I just felt like I looked so ugly. But I realized that perception was just in my own head. And even if it wasn't, you know, even if people did think I looked a little bit like, like I'm going to be honest with you, I 100% think I look better with makeup on. 100%. No question about it. I love the way I look with makeup. But that doesn't mean I have to wear it all the time. That doesn't mean I, I, I can't show up as me without makeup. That doesn't mean I can't go to the shops or can't go out for dinner or can't show up on Instagram without makeup on because I am just as a, a viable as a person with or without makeup on. And so that was a bit of a turning point for me. It took me a little while um, to wean off makeup, but it was just a stage of me realizing that Jackie, it's in your head of what you look like. It's it's in your head that you look that you don't that you look like a like I literally thought I looked like an alien without makeup on. And so I guess I just want to encourage any of you that do feel like you would like to be more confident without makeup on. Just that <laughs> try to get out of your head a little bit. Like if you love wearing makeup, then just keep doing that. And if you already don't wear makeup, then, then kudos to you too. But I don't like like I as I said, I wear makeup sometimes and I don't wear makeup other times. But I just I love the freedom that I can do whatever I want. Like it's just so nice waking up and not having to think about anything. Like sometimes, like mostly what I do each day is I'll um, I'll brush my hair <laughs> most days and I'll do my eyebrows. So usually I'll just brush them. Sometimes I'll fill them in and that's really about it. And like I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm blessed with good skin right now, right now. Um, I've got, I don't have many pimples at all, which I'm really, really grateful for. And I'm not sure if I would feel the same way if I did. And so I'm going to just put that out there of saying like I'm not some super confident person, but I also just wanted to give permission to some of you if you're wanting to try life without always having to wear makeup not having not putting a rule out of it like I'm never going to wear makeup again or whatever like do what you want but have the freedom that you're okay if you don't like I just think every woman like we have so much pressure as a woman to just look so put together and perfect all the time and I think that's just so unfair and also the wrong perception like I can look put together without makeup on um 
I might not look look as fancy or as nice, but that's not to say that I'm not as a, a, a valuable contributor to humanity when I'm not wearing makeup. And so I guess I just want to encourage you that if you are feeling like you would like to get that confidence for yourself, then then then, then try it. Take a couple steps. Um, put yourself out there and realize that no one's actually caring if you wear makeup or not as much as you are um, and, and start to build that confidence. And all I think really the big thing is it just takes practice. It takes practice of showing up um, without makeup and realizing, oh, no one actually thought said anything about how ugly I look today. And sometimes every now and then, I'm going to be honest with you, I do still get the comment of, oh, Jackie, are you tired? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I don't take it as a, as a mean thing that someone said to me. That's, that I probably do look more tired when I don't wear makeup because I'm not covering up everything um, or my bags and that's fine. Like I'm allowed to look tired. There's nothing wrong with looking tired. Um, and that if they ask me I look tired, then usually that's because they care and they're like, oh, is the baby being okay? Is she sleeping okay? And they want to care for me. And so it's not a bad thing when someone asks us if we're tired because we might look a little bit tired, um, even if we aren't. And so I guess just giving yourself permission and, and give that a shot. That's, I guess that's, I just wanted to mention that as a bit of a, a random tangent to go down for this podcast. Anyway, the next question is, um, this is a bit of a, a divisive one. Um, what stops you from putting Bub in daycare or more days of made more days of care so that you can work more. So what stops what stops you from getting my getting Miley babysat or putting daycare more days so I can actually work more? Um, it's a great question. To be honest, I don't have a clear answer for it, but I want to preface it by saying anything of what I'm about to say. Please don't take that as um, that you should or should not put your kid in care. Um, I have I I fully believe that people should be able to do what they what they believe is right for their family. So please, like, just really want to preface what I say in the future because obviously I have my own opinions, but I don't think that that applies to everyone. Um, so I, I, I guess, I guess I made the decision that I wanted to become a mum, and I made that knowing that I wanted the reason the one of the re, one of the reasons I started my own business was so that I could become a mum and be with my kid. Like that was a decision that I made, and so I want to, I guess, honor that decision of. Like I could change my decision if I wanted to and that would be just as fine. But I love that I can be a mum and I can work from home and I can see my baby grow up and I can see every single little milestone and I can I can be her mum with her nearly all the time. And I really, really love that. Um, and it was one of the reasons, as I said, that I started my business. And so I guess part of me wants to honour that decision that that I, that I, that I want to be a part of her life. That's not to say that I won't change my mind in the future. I won't get put her into care more, but I also love, I listened to um, a presentation done recently by someone, I've forgotten their name, I'm sorry, um, where they, they were talking about some research around um, kids in the first three years of life um, and how they learn the best when they're feeling 100% safe and they feel 100% safe when they're with their top caregiver um, their main caregiver which for, for usually is a mum and or dad and so that's when I that's so that's when according to some research that Marley will learn the most that's when she will be be, be thriving that's when she'll 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 gain the most um, life skills and learning skills and all these different things is when she's feeling a hundred percent safe with her mum and her dad um, and so I guess and that's another reason I've tried to stay away from care for at least until she's a little bit older, just so that I can really give her everything that I can. And that's not to say putting your kid in care is wrong. Like I just really need to say that again. <laughs> like I so don't think that. Um, but for me, for those first three years, I think that I think I just really want to push into being with her as much as I can, knowing that that's where she's going to thrive the most is with me. Um, and so obviously I give I give Miley to my parents uh, one day a week, um, but. 
the best thing about that is that it's consistently them again and again and again. So they're going to become someone that she can also feel 100% safe with. So um, what the researcher said in this in this, in this this talk actually that if you do choose to go to daycare, um, then if you can, try to find a place that has the same caregivers regularly. Like it's not just um, different people each time that your kid goes there, but it's the same people over and over again. So they can again build that relationship and build that safe person with their their, their, their caregiver at um, daycare or whatever. Um, anyway, so I think those are some of my main, my main reasons um, of not putting Marley in care more days. I think, I think, I think she's, not I think, she is my priority over my business. And so, and my business is doing well enough. Like it could be doing, like there's no doubt that if I was working more, I could grow my business more, but we're comfortable. And I think my goal in life isn't to be a millionaire my goal in life is to have a, health, ha- a healthy, happy family. And for me, that looks like working less and spending more time with my daughter. As much as it's tempting to work more because I love working and as much as it's tempting to want to earn more because so I can, I can, in quotation marks, give her more. But I think me giving her more is me giving her more of my time rather than giving her more stuff um, or more experiences as much as I could take her on more holidays. But as I said, I think the level of uh, that we're so comfortable in life right now that I think um, I can continue to try to grow my business, but I'd like to do that with Marley continuing to be my top time priority um, over my business. I don't know. And like that might change um, and it'll change as she grows up and obviously she'll go to school and obviously I'll probably hopefully have another kid. And like there's there's so many things that are going to be at play and, and, I'm, and I might change, change my views that I've just shared with you now. But if you wanted an honest answer, that's my honest answer. And I just want to cap this, cap that whole answer with if you send your kid to care, good on you. Like that's totally also fine and your kid is going to thrive and flourish just as much as Miley is. Um, yeah, I just need to make sure that's totally clear. Um, it's just where I'm sitting at the moment with our, our particular choice in this season. Um, and the final question I wanted to answer today is, um, what is your headspace like for parenting and designing? For example, not being distracted by working with kids, by, by working when with kids, by work when with kids. So, yeah, <laughs> there's a, f- so, okay, I'm going to, I want to answer this. Yeah, I'm just going to answer this in, 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 one, in one level in terms of answering the question of how do I stay present with Marley while I've also got work that I could be attending to at any time. And the answer is, uh, it varies. <laughs> Sometimes I'm super present with Marley, but a lot of the time I do struggle with being like, oh, I'll get my Instagram up, I'll do a story or I'll answer a question or I'll answer an email or answer a question in my Facebook group or I'll prepare a social media post or Marley, can you just sit down for five minutes so I can just go post this social thing or can I just go send this email or can I just go finish editing this podcast or can I just go I'm like there's always 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 that feeling in the back of my mind um, which is frustrating and tricky and I get annoyed at myself for feeling and doing because I'm not being present with Marley um, and so I'm still trying to find the balance of that ideally I would like to just work in her nap times and not work at all while she's awake and really give my give my attention to that I think I'm going to still try work towards that I'm really struggling with that at the moment I feel like in the back of my mind, yeah, I've always got, oh, I should be doing this. Well, that's an idea. I should put that into action right now because in five hours or in two hours when she's asleep, that's too late. Like I always have just such this urgency of things that need to get done now when that's not the case at all. And so I think 
I don't have a good answer for this, but thankfully I have really strict days off. So um, Wednesdays I'm less strict, but Sundays I have a really strict day off. I don't touch social media. Like I literally don't open Facebook or Instagram. I don't open my, oh, do I open my emails? Sometimes I open my emails. Um, For me, that's not really a big deal. Um, And I don't open my computer. I don't do any work at all. All all my students know that I don't touch, I won't be getting back to them on Sundays. And so there's those things that I have in place and that's really, 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 really good. If you don't have a one solid day off a week or two or more days off a week where you literally don't think about work at all, um, I really challenge you to do that. I've done a whole episode and it's what I call, um, not what I call, it's what um, is called the Sabbath um, in, in um, Christianity where um, we just take yeah, that one day off just, just to be, just to rest. Um, anyway, I've got a whole episode on that, so feel free to go have a look at that if you want to know my philosophy around that. But having that day off, it, it does. I do. I do not think about work that day. Like maybe when, when it gets to about seven o'clock in the evening, I'm trying to, I'm starting to think about Monday rolling in. I sometimes think about work and I might just check my Instagram just so I'm not bombarded on Monday morning. And that, cause that feels really overwhelming for me. But most of the time I'm able to totally switch off on Sundays. Um, and so that's a real blessing for me. And I also, I'm able to switch off when we're going and doing things sometimes, like we're going on a holiday. I will be on holidays right now as this goes up. And I'm pretty good at just when we're away at the beach or away doing something, I just, I just switch off. Um, if I'm out with friends, I can just switch off. Um, but lots of the time when I'm at home, when I'm at home, I find it really tricky to switch off. I'm always just thinking about what's the next thing I can do or share, or oh, I should contact this person back, or I should do this or do that. So I don't, I don't, I don't do that very well. I'm going to be honest with you. And I would love to do it better. I would love to, yeah, just work while Marley's napping. And then the rest of the time, I just don't want to touch my social media. I, went, I nearly thought about um, outsourcing my social media, um, everything to my VA, just so that I didn't have to think about it at all. But I do like showing up as me on social media. So I need to work out a different balance for that. But yeah, it's tricky. Being a mum, having a family, running a business is tricky. And I'm sure it's only going to get trickier as she gets older and more kids come along. But it's 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 the beauty of life that I get to do both of it. I get to do two things that I love and marry them together. Um, and that that in itself is a blessing. And I'm so honored that I've been able to make it work so far. Um, anyway, this has been a very rambly podcast. So if you've stuck with me till this point, 34 minutes, you are the a dream. Um, if you've got any questions you'd like me to answer to, feel free to send me an, inst- an Instagram DM. Um, I would love to, to answer it or I'd love to add it to the list for another podcast. But yeah, I guess that's just a bit of an honest insight into motherhood and running a business right now as a little snapshot. It's going to be totally different next week. It's going to be totally different from last week and be totally different next year. But I hope if you're a mum that's made you feel maybe a little bit less alone, whether it's given you a couple of ideas for what you did do for yourself, whether you want to try not wearing makeup, um, whatever it is, I hope it's been a helpful listen to, even if it's just filled in and kept you company for half an hour. So thank you for joining me today and I'll see you next week for another episode. All right, bye. Well, you don't have to be sad. This episode is over. There is more. I would love to see you over on my Instagram at whitedeergd and we can chat, we can catch up, you can see what's going on, you can see all the different tips. Plus, if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help, just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au. See you next week.